Hey, what's going on? Welcome along to episode 64 of the Strategy and Conversions podcast. I'm Jamie Michael Joseph, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Mark Tanner. Hello, everyone. Mark, we mentioned last week about doing this podcast all on Clarkson's Farm. (laughs) So it's a bit bit different to the norm, where obviously we talk about you know, a, a topic or, or something around business, around marketing, around mindset, all that kind of stuff, to then flip it and go, let's talk about a TV show. And okay. it's, it's, I guess as well, what we'll kind of start off um, with saying, I think two things are really important here is that one, if there are listeners around the world and you have no idea what we're talking about, you know, just just listen along because we're going to look at some of the kind of marketing and business lessons within um, the, the series. And for anyone in especially in the UK, who knows what we're talking about? It, it doesn't matter if you love or hate Jeremy Clarkson. Right? We're gonna we're gonna go through some stuff with this that is all about business, and I, I reckon we're probably gonna say that kind of line a few times throughout this episode. It doesn't matter. If yeah, you know probably. <laughs> but he is that that kind of thing. So what we're talking about is obviously on Amazon Prime. Recently, there has been a second series of Clarkson's Farm, and the first series must have been a good kind of year ago. Yeah, uh, so something like that, and you have Jeremy Clarkson, presenter of um, Top Gear, who wants to be a millionaire and stuff like that. He's obviously made a ton of money throughout his career, right? Because he's got this beautiful farm in in the Cotswolds, and he's just like he's a farmer now. <laughs> is that pretty much how it is? Yeah, I think so. Although it's interesting because he he a lot of people tell him he's not a farmer. He has no idea, but I think he just. I, I I would love to know. I'd love to be on the fly of the wall when he started this because I reckon somebody said in somebody in Amazon maybe even said that what can, what what can you do that's really off the wall, something completely different? And and I think someone must have jokingly said, Why don't you buy a farm? And he knowing I know you know, knowing him as I as I kind of do, is kind of, I bet you will say, That's a good idea, let's see if we can do this. So it's it's so off the wall because he's he he is a farmer in the sense that he drives a tractor and he loves it, but he's not really a farmer because if it, you know, well, if anybody's watched the series, Caleb is the one who tells tells him what to do because Caleb is the real yeah. farmer, and of course Charlie the uh, the um, the accountant who uh, sorts him out as well quite a few times. And mate, that that's exactly it, isn't it? And I guess this is why we we talk about there being so many business lessons within here. Because he's yeah. he's jumped into it with, with both feet. Now I don't know if he had the farm for if he's had the farm for like a long time and it's just been an investment or something like that. Because I I think that there is something where I think when when he first when the first episode came around, I think it was something like he you know he's now living on the farm kind of thing, and, and maybe people looked after it or he rented it out or, or something. I don't know. Um, okay. And yeah, he's he's just obviously jumped in with it with, with both feet. And yes, you know you're, you're probably right. It probably was a case of going. Amazon saying, here's a, a shed load of money, you're now a farmer. Yeah, just him saying, yeah, yeah, all right, kind of thing. And, yeah. and and I think the thing as well, like obviously, whatever we talk about here, I think you have to take this with a pinch of salt. Absolutely. And kind of thing. And some of it is made for TV. And, you know, yeah. he's obviously been paid for this series as well. So even though he's spending money out and stuff like that, he's still being paid for it. And he obviously yeah. has money coming in from him from elsewhere, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Again, oh, lo- yeah. lots of different uh, lessons and stuff like that, right? But let's yeah. go. Let's just go back to the kind of that first series and we'll give a run through of, of that first series where, like you said, he, he's he got this farm and he just decides that he's going to be a farmer. The, he gets people in 
to help him or people were already kind of working on the farm and he's just employed them so i like, think so yeah. yeah caleb and stuff like that and caleb is is funny right because he's just a farmer through and through never left the area that kind of thing you know he doesn't know anything outside of farm but farm outside of chipping farm, Dalton. Yeah. no he's never been outside of it that's it. So you, you got that there. So he knows his stuff. And there's a few characters in there as well who oh, there are. you know are, are just like just stuck to that village and, and obviously know know what's going on there. Um so obviously with um with Clarkson, he I think what what was it in, in the first um series? He had sheep. Um so he had <laughs> the sheep's got out and um something else happened uh, and and stuff like that. But, and but by yeah. by the end of the series. You know, and it, you know, maybe this is a spoiler alert if you had never watched it or something like that. But by the end of the series, he his accountant, I think he said Charlie, right? Is it Charlie? Yeah, Charlie, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So his accountant basically says, you know, you've made something like a hundred pounds for like the whole like year, right? Well, was it even that? I'm not even it sure it was hundred quid. Yeah, I think he 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 worked out that he'd been he'd been working for fifty p a month or something. <laughs> so ridiculous. It was. But I tell you what was, I mean, this is the first thing, isn't it? That out of something that is, um, and I will, I will say one thing I think is really good about it, out of something that was so off the wall and just done as a kind of a, a I guess, upon a kind of a joke in the, in the first place, he has been very good at highlighting the plight of an industry that is being torn to shreds by various market yeah. forces you know, and governments and stuff. And um, and he, the, the one that he didn't on, the first series was about how sheep farming is if you want to make money out of anything you don't go into sheep farming mm -hmm. because um the, I, I don't know what it's like in australia for example where you know they sell the fleeces of sheep but i know that in this country he was reckoning that charlie was telling them that for each fleece he got from that sheep he would get about 40 45p in profit i think it was something absolutely ridiculous it's, it's insane isn't it and that yeah you know, i mean that that may, makes me think as well that i, I i'll be honest man, I, I was about to kind of wrap up and move on to the second series but you're right i mean that first series that there were some great lessons in there because yeah he he does have lots of ways of, of earning a, an income from the farm yeah. right? obviously hard work and, and everything like that but there's different grains and different things that have been planted you know so he can obviously use that um to his advantage and then he's looking at ways to make more money you know as a farmer and that's where you know the yeah. kind of lambing and and the, you know the sheeps and that come into it and then he builds a um a little shop and, and yeah. stuff like that and you know all, all, all through this time he's facing all different troubles with the locals oh, and, yeah but, you know because of him being a, a celebrity and and having influence people are going to this shop and they're blocking all roads and, and all this no, stuff. yeah it doesn't stop even moving into no. you know the second series and stuff like that but that, that there that you said, I mean, it is a case of going, wow, you think that whole series, you know, he, he didn't really make any money no. from, from the actual farming. And like you said, that kind of industry, I mean, it is awful when, when you think about it that way. And then, you know, obviously that, that first series wrapped up. I think, you know, lots of people loved it. Like I said, if you love him or hate him, I think you still, you still kind of look at that series and you kind of go like, okay, there's something it's just something, something magical about that you know it's just something nice that it's a farm and, and stuff like that so then when series two came around you know it, everyone was just like yeah okay let's let's get that on and, and let's watch that and straight away from the off it was kind of going that the whole kind of farming stuff and i guess it's the uk and 
Brexit, leaving the EU and, and stuff like that. But yeah, now yeah. all the, these kind of um, grants and funds and stuff like that have dried up. So the farmers aren't getting these. So all of a sudden, he was making no money last year. He's going to make even less this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I have watched it all through, and I don't think they did a reckoning of how much he earns. But, um, but yeah, and each is each week it just seemed to be more and more bureaucracy and red tape that was just stifling anything he wanted to do. Um, I think that's a lot to do with him because yeah. he's not exactly the the easiest of blokes to get get along with, I'm sure. Um, and um, and he rubs a lot of people up the wrong way. Um, but he would genuinely. I I was quite impressed with the whole the, with with uh, series two because he really he really realised I think from series one how how a career choice if you like of being a farmer is the probably the worst career choice in the world at the moment. It's great for it's great for being out in the fields and you know for the for the mental health. Although there's a massive amount of stress involved, mm. so maybe it's not even good for mental health. For physical health, maybe. Um, but he was just highlighting how one little or a couple of little decisions that don't seem to mean much to us because we're not in the farming industry can be absolutely decimating to the farming industry. You know, when it comes to the uh, the avian flu and the chickens and stuff that he had, and then he went into cows and and just the the hassle you have with the cows of trying to, you know, <clears throat> of inseminating them and because he, he used artificial insemination for quite a few and how expensive it all is i mean it was just phenomenal he was buying and and this was another thing that i found interesting because carlson has he, he doesn't make any bones of the fact he has the money yeah. and he does have the money but he was actually making the point that how many farmers can afford to do the things he can because Absolutely. they don't have the money you know he he was forking out 10 grand for a for a sort of set of 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 fences for to get the cows in to try and artificially inseminate them, and not many farmers have got ten grand anymore to just play out. And it was the money involved is just staggering, you know, when it comes down to massively. It. I mean, mate, that's such a good point. I mean, how many times throughout that series is it a case of going, well, how much is that? Yeah, yeah, okay, you yeah. know, the chuck of money. But like you said, a, a normal farmer, I mean, it would be a big consideration. You know, yeah. they would probably turn around and be like, okay, we're going to have to get rid of the cows you know, or, or something like that. And yeah, like you said, I think there is a, a good part of it where he does highlight it of different farmers and their struggles. And yeah, like yeah. like you said, you things like um, different diseases and animals and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, you, your money's gone. <laughs> there's money's no, gone. Yeah. You know, there, there's yeah. no coming back from that. It's just like, you know, your, your money's gone, you know, that's absolutely yeah. it. But I think, I think for me as well, like as much as this series, I, I would, I'd just say to, to anyone, look, if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. Because you've got to watch it. It's it hilarious. Is, it is. It is a good program. You know, like I yeah. said, love more hating. You're gonna like it. You know, yeah. because it is just comical. Um, but like we're talking about the the whole kind of business and you know marketing and, and things like that. You know, the different lessons from it. And for me, that that kind of just from the offset of him going, I'm going to be a farmer. How many times have we kind of seen that and, and spoken with people where all of a sudden they've gone into business? Yeah. No real background or, or anything like that in it. Just like, this looks like a good idea. So yeah. we're going to yeah. go and do it. Going to go and do it without even testing it out. And yeah, and, that, and that's so true. So, um, um, yeah, I think that that he he realised very soon. I mean, first of all, there's a, 
there's the whole thing. He had to build a team around him. He didn't know what he was doing. Now, Caleb, who is a really, really accomplished farmhand, he seems to he seems to be able to do anything he puts his puts his mind to. Caleb has been invaluable to Joe, and 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 of course he recognises him. So he had Caleb because he knew he he was would completely flounder on his own. And then he knew he needed somebody, not just an accountant, but somebody who really knew his stuff inside and out. So that's why he got Charlie, the accountant. And then he got Gerald, the security guy. Brilliant. <laughs> that no one understands. No one understands him. But but again, he obviously has been around a, 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 a long time. So he's building it. He's built that team around him. And this is a, a classic thing for, for people who start out in business. And he has the money. Which So I would say that when you start in business, and you have the you you have the cash you can invest. One of the biggest things you can start investing in is a team of experts around you, because you in most cases, if we go into different industries that we're not that we don't know, there's nothing wrong with with going into it, go divert, diversifying your business into a sector you know nothing, nothing about. But recognize you don't know anything about it, and and build a team around you. And say right, I don't know anything. It's a bit like you know Andrew Carnegie in the back in the in the steel days he knew nothing about steel yet he built a team around him and he still became a multi-millionaire um uh, in in the steel business in the great depression so i mean uh, because he knew that he he had to build a team of experts around him and that's what clarkson's done he built a just brilliant thinking, team around him just thinking there as well you've got the henry ford um yeah. kind of thing with that as well is that, that there's that thing where he says he can answer any question about his, his car or his manufacturing or anything like that and they said well how can you do that he said i could just bring the person in yeah exactly yeah and it is, yeah. it is that way and and that's exactly yeah i think that's such a good point like getting the right people around you because even if he would have even though he made that jump and like you said anyone could pivot anyone could go into to any industry absolutely of course they can you know i think what i was kind of meaning as well is, is that that cool kind of thing that always gets me is that someone's an expert and it's like they've yeah. never done it before, you know, that kind of thing. But like for him, he, he's jumped in, in with two feet. Now, like you said, he, he has the money there to get the right people. Uh, otherwise, he, he would have made a lot of mistakes and, and everything and probably lost a lot of money and, and all sorts, you know, that, that goes without saying. But actually in business, as people move through different levels, they, they can actually get to a decent sized business where they haven't had the right people around them or something like yeah. that. And it's important then to make that investment. And actually yeah. bring in the right people to help you just either sustain, you know, obviously building, but sustaining at that level and even then looking to elevate up to another level is that getting the right people around you when it comes to finance, it, it comes to, to sales and marketing, you know, it comes into recruitment, it comes in, into all those kind of things within businesses. Like getting those right people around you can not just save you a lot of money, but could save you a lot of headaches as well. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the classic one of the first series, isn't it? before we knew that, before Ke we really got introduced to Caleb, he went and bought he went out and bought a Lamborghini tractor <laughs> just because it was a Lambo, and in fact it was massive. I mean, I've never seen such a beast in my life, yeah. and he couldn't even get it into the barn. He couldn't he, he had to leave it outside because he couldn't get it under shelter. And I remember Caleb the first uh, it was the line. I don't know what the exact line was, but when Caleb saw the thing for the first time, it's like what in the have you yeah. bought that for? <laughs> <laughs> and and do you know what, man? I guess that brings us on to that that second level. Uh, se second thing to talk about there as well is that having the right people around you, but also having the right kind of training and and skills yeah. and stuff like that. Because they like say he he's got this. I mean, Jeremy Clarkson, Top Gear. 
I mean, if you were to trust him driving a, a vehicle, like you would, right? Of course you would. He knows probably any, anything and everything, you know, about cars. But you put him in this tractor and he's like, how do I make this happen? Yeah. What button do I press here? It's, it's no, just totally different. And that's, I think that, that's what happens a, a lot of times with people that they try to do things themselves. You know, they, they try to do everything themselves and it's like going, I might be able to bluff my way through. I might be able to wing it. But actually, you know, I've spent all this time, all this, all this effort, all this stress to get something that is a, inferior product to if i just radioed through to someone and said can you show me what buttons to press show me what buttons to press exactly yeah yeah and i think <laughs> the instruction manual was all in italian i think that didn't help us you know yeah this is it i mean he obviously just i mean it's obviously done for you know this is done for the tv as well i appreciate yeah. that but he's just gone out and bought this ridiculous monster that he didn't need that he didn't know how to use didn't know anything about it at all and 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 left everybody baffled as to why, why would he do that? But, but I guess that's for the TV, partly for the TV. But it it did prove a point, isn't it? Is that is that sometimes, and I've seen this happen actually, where business you know business owners go to something new and they build them, they they get the the most shiniest coach or they get the most shiniest thing, the massive thing that's going to sort their business out, and actually left alone, it'll just it just drains them of cash. Um, as this tractor did, it was just, you know, change. And the second series, they had his tires being changed. And again, A, they cost a, an absolute fortune. And he was doing it in the spring. And Caleb came in and said, the hell are you doing it in the spring for? We've got to get out of the field. You should have been doing this in the winter. And it's just this, you know, all along, he's just, um, he's blindly going ahead, doing things that he thinks are the right things to do and <laughs> getting it wrong every time. That's it, isn't it? Bl blindly going ahead and, and just doing things that may not necessarily be the things that need doing, but you're just like, okay, I could do that. I'll, I'll just go on and do it. When I was just thinking then, like what that kind of shiny object syndrome. Yeah. I think, I think what happens a lot there that I've seen with, I was, I was going to say with, with businesses, but even just like with, with sole traders and, and people kind of just in that kind of, you know, that, that first level of business is that they get caught up in all the hype of, mm different kind of tools and stuff like that you know and it's like oh you know seo yeah i need to be higher up on google yeah, yeah paid ads i need to do that what well, i need to be over here doing that yeah okay i need that and i need this video and i need this website and i need all this stuff and it's like they spend all this time getting things ready without ever getting a customer without yeah. ever trying yeah. to, to get a customer you know or doing the right things doing the things that you need in the beginning to get the cash flow to to obviously help you move through and stuff like that and they're trying to get things perfect before they actually you know just go and do it when yeah. all that stuff there is irrelevant you don't need it you don't need the lamborghini tractor <laughs> you could just have a normal tractor that that would do the job you yeah. know but some people will be like oh yeah i need this i, I need that and it's like yeah it's it, it, everything in marketing works you know we, we've been yeah. for this before everything works it's how you put it together and it, it depends on the relevance of what stage you're at in business on how it works for you yeah and one thing I think I, I I'd like to add as well because it it's just so true of new businesses. When when people create a new business or they start a new business and they're really they're really excited about it and they 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 they've taken the, they've taken this big move they've left their job or whatever and they've created this business and that is the worst time when they're really excited and really passionate to go out and think about right what do I need I need a tractor you don't go and buy out the Lamborghini this huge thing. You think, hang on a minute, I need a tractor, but let's be let's be sensible. Instead yeah. of being really excited about I can buy this big shiny object because I've got the cash, 
in, in, as as he did. <clears throat> Instead, what well, yeah, what uh, Caleb would have counselled him to do was actually just buy a normal tractor, even a second-hand tractor. You know, that will get the job done. You don't need that Lambo. Yeah, you can buy it as a little toy when you when you when things are going right, but but don't do it straight away. And I think that's where a lot of people do fall down. They think that uh, I need it. That, like you said, I need the, I need a CRM. I need this. I need a website. I need, and you think, no, no, no. Actually, when you start out, you just need to prove you've got a product that people want first before you do anything. Because until you, until you do, and this is some stuff we've been talking about earlier, until you get that, you don't even know if you've got something that people are going to want to buy from you. And if people don't buy, you don't have a business. I mean, how true is that, though? You know, yeah. you, hear, you hear about businesses, you know, that that go under and businesses that fail and stuff like that. And, you know, I think nine times out of ten, it comes down to cash flow. And when yeah. you actually look at that and you bring it back, is that they didn't get, get enough customers through the door. You know, yeah. they didn't get enough people buying from them and stuff like that. Or they, they did that whole kind of feast of famine kind of stage where, you know, they do something to get some customers in. Okay, got the customers in now finish with those customers okay now i need to look at get some more customers and before you know it you're just like you know you live in that paycheck to the paycheck kind, kind of stage instead of there being an actual system in place that supports yeah. you with that, you know and um i guess that comes on then as, as well to, to my kind of thinking of planning you know and kind of planning ahead and again look, there are different levels there are different relevances to you know wh where you are right now what kind of business you have someone like the reason we're going to get to plan is we're Clarkson's farm, you know, with Jeremy Clarkson, there was no planning, you know, no. he, he he needed to plan. And yeah. so if you turn it on its head and you get someone who's just started out in business and they're, they're trying to plan everything out and they're trying to yeah, yeah. put a business plan together and they're trying to do this and they're trying to do that. And you go in, it's going to change so many times because yeah. you don't really know what it is that you're offering yet. You don't really know what it is that you want to be going forward with, you know? Yeah. So I think j just to take stock on that and go in, Again, there are different levels and different things are, are relevant to different levels. And it's just a, a shameless plug. It's just like if you're there going, I get it, but I don't know what level I'm at or I don't know what we you know what I'm trying to do, just reach out to us. Let's have that conversation and let's look to kind of get you moving forward. But that yeah. part of uh, Clarkson's farm on, on the first series, he's got um, this field and maybe it's, it's barley. I'm not quite sure, right? But it's, it's ready to what what's the word it, where they're ready to take it out they're kind of they're ready to harvest yeah, yeah. ready to harvest that's it right so it gets to that point where they do all the check and it's got to be a certain uh temperature yeah and and they get to the point and they're just like it's ready let's go and he's just like have, caleb's to, to jeremy he's just like have you booked the what, well yeah that's true. Uh, yes. is it a combine harvester what is it i don't know like what yeah they, they've got have, you these, put, like, have you put the transport and all the rest yeah. of you put and that's and, right and he, he's like, what, what do you mean and he's like well we need this certain machinery or something and he's like don't we have that and he's like no and then he, he's got to try and phone around them but because everyone else's fields are, are like ready to go at the same time they're all busy they're all booked they're all busy yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he, he gets one guy you know to, to come in to do it and i guess he paid him a, a bit of money to do so but it was just like there was no planning you know no planning at all no idea no idea yeah. And, uh, and one thing that was, um, I want, and and there will, and this is the other thing to go. So, um, when you do plan, yeah, as you said, just be, just be careful how much you plan because you can over plan and spend all your energy, especially when you're starting out to planning. And there'll be some things that come along that will 
knock you for six and you have no idea and i just remember the the um the field he had of rapeseed i think in the first series it got attacked by a bug mm. which apparently the the bug is protected or something i can't something really really weird about it but he couldn't destroy the bug he couldn't put weed killer on um because it was a special kind of bug that's got some kind of protection on it and it cleared the field he had I don't know how many acres this field was a rapeseed and it was all gone. He couldn't sell any of it because this this bug had basically eaten through it. And that kind of thing. He he obviously didn't plan and um and he didn't talk to any experts about the possibility of what could happen. It was just planted and he had no idea what was going to happen. But something like that comes out of the blue. Mm. And you if you don't have any kind of contingency and if you don't have this um this 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 kind of yeah, the guy, uh, you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna face those obstacles, and that could have actually it, it, it could have flattened quite a lot of farmers. So there's this kind of thing that um, there are certain things when you when you do start planning, planning for the unforeseen. There's going to be something that happens that you have no idea is going to happen, um, and in, obviously in farming, it's really really mm. open to the elements. And we saw the amount of rain the English summer stops him working and. And then we have a drought, and, and, and at the moment the, the weather, the weather patterns are changing all the time. So for farming, and it's you know, especially for farming, it's really really precarious with the weather. Um, and those are things that you can't really account for. So it's really, in this case, farming is is kind of a, a, a big extreme, isn't it, to plan? But it, you've it got is. to plan, and you've got to build in those kind of what if situations. You really need to do those. I was just thinking then, like for, with farming, I mean, yeah, look, you know, we rely on it so much, but yeah. like those guys are like underpaid. And I guess it's the same thing where you look at teachers and nurses and, and stuff like this as well. It's like, it's insane, isn't it? When you think about it that way, you know, but um, that whole kind of planning stage, like you say, I think farmers, I mean, that is tough. But again, look, looking at lessons from that, is that for one, and we'll come on to this in, in just a bit as well, but just imagine his whole farm was just the rapeseed oil yeah. or that that seed the 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 rapeseed rapeseed then, yeah yeah then his whole his whole farm could have been done in there could have been no income so yeah. we're looking at different levels of of, of uh, different uh, avenues of of income different streams yes yeah, yeah. Like i think we'll, we'll get onto that in a minute but that um stage of planning yeah look you know we can't plan everything but what we can do is is be clever in, in what we do you know so obviously in business if again at different different levels there'd be in di different um things that are relevant to those people but it could be a case of that when you get to a certain level it, it's not just about you so up until that level you need to make sure you protect you and that could be for, through health you know that could be okay like if do i need you know to pay money for for private health care you know so if something does happen i can go and do this do i need different insurances and protections so if this happens i'm covered you know and then once you get to a, a certain level it could be Okay, I need to put stuff in place then that if I can't do this, someone else can. You know, if if they if they're away, someone else can do it as well. You know, and and that business can still run. And then coming back down to that beginning as well, where you kind of go, and I'm I'm going to say touch wood that we don't see anything ever like this again. But you just take the pandemic kind of thing. I mean, that knocked everyone for for six. That that is the the bug in in the rapeseed, right? You know, yeah. that was just what you know overnight kind of thing. Business changed. Absolutely. And people like to adapt and obviously get through it. And then that brings me into those kind of revenue streams because it's just like, 
exactly that thing going back into the pandemic or if you look at this with the, the farm well something happens and you have to get rid of that income stream or it doesn't pay up or something like that if you're just relying on that one thing then there's no income yeah you've got to diversify and that uh, again and that um that shows it so so truly isn't that with the with the first series it was the sheep and again it was only one income stream well not a very good one but again it was the the the, the sheep and the and the lambing, which never really there was just sheep feed was really expensive, chickens being wiped out by the avian flu, and again nowadays I know um, in this series he breaks on the point that chicken feed has gone up four times or something. It's ridiculous, staggering amounts. Um, and then the, in this series he he's he, he doesn't have a very big herd of cows, and luckily um, luckily he managed to avoid. Them, any of them having TB, but mm. there was a lady who comes in and supplies milk. She's lost sixty percent of her herd of cattle because of TB, and that you know, if you've got a business, especially if you've got a young business, and mm. you suddenly lose sixty percent of your business, but if you've got a mature business, yeah, you know, we're talking about the five levels of business. We talk about that in some of the things we do. If you've got a business that you think right, I'm doing well now, it's going along well, and you suddenly lose sixty percent. Of your in, of your income in a matter of months. Whoa! You if you if you haven't if 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 you haven't diversified and put things in place, you you are you have a severe severe uh, curtailing on the on you, you know, your quality of life. I think I think as well. Like just just on that, if you look at yeah, okay, like things can happen where it wipes out your income, right? And and that that I think there's part as well where you had. He had some sort of feed or, or some sort of grain or seed or something like that in a in a, his, his uh, barn. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and right. It, it, and it was like it it used to cost, say it was like it was worth sixty k. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's worth quarter of a million. Yeah, that's the, right. The prices yeah. have gone up, you know. And he's like, I'm going to need more security around here and stuff like that because it's yeah. crazy. And that that brings me on. A, I guess looking at things of different streams, but also that protection is that I think what happens a lot in business and again i keep talking about different levels but i think as you kind of move up and you start making more money you start becoming accustomed to to living on that money and, and using yeah. that money, right and you've got a bit of bit of money down you go and buy the lamborghini tractor or whatever it is <laughs> right you do that kind of thing but you never take those steps to kind of go right okay how do i move some of this money into an emergency fund how do i move yeah. some of this into an investment fund how do i move this into a contingency or, or yeah. whatever it is because the, the same that we've seen on the farm, we've actually seen it in, in the UK and probably around the world with, with other things as well, is prices have just shot up. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you, can, you can't go into a supermarket now and buy the same amount of groceries as you did last year for the same amount of money. Yeah, You know, it's, right. it's insane. Yeah. You know, gas and electric and stuff like that is yeah. gone through. So if, you, yeah. if you're used to just getting a certain level, you know, and you continue at that level, well, you've actually lost some of your income yeah. because of cost of living. You know, you're, yeah. you're paying out more that way. So you have to you have to move to make these contingencies. And I think it's the same for, for any kind of level of business is that you need to then not just go, we're making this much profit, great. Let's share this out. We kind of go, we're making this much profit. Now we divvy this into different accounts and we share some of that here. Or once, once one account overflows, it goes into the next one and then into the next one. And that's what we take. Yeah. I think I, I did a webinar yesterday on cash flow. And this is changing the subject away from Clarkson's farm a bit. But um, 
it's it was talk about contingency and it was it was start building when when times are good you get a lot of cash in that's the time you can build a contingency more quickly than you can that when when times are lean and the whole idea of building the contingency especially when you've got this feast and famine cycle is that when you when you're in a feast cycle and you build that contingency well you don't have the famine cycle because you can rely on your contingency to even out that yeah, there's still a famine from business, maybe, but you can ride that storm. And um, and and I, I was, you know, saying that you know, just start to live on ten percent of your. So you get some cash in. So say you say you you're invoicing under, and each piece of work is a thousand pounds or five, say thousand pounds, easier for. So start start putting away ten percent of it. So instead of instead of thinking right i've got a thousand pounds turnover and i put it towards my cost say right okay i've got 900 quid of turnover because mm. 100 quid has automatically gone into con- in, into a contingency fund and if you've got 10 invoices you know a month of that then you've got a thousand pound you're mounting up in that contingency fund so when times start to to get a bit leaner and you've had three three or four months of good times and you've built four or five grand in your contingency then you can use that contingency however you want, but one of the ways you can use it is to say, right, okay, I'm going to have to draw back on that little contingency for the moment to make sure I to to, to even out this rough time I'm going through. But then <clears throat> you have to remember that, in effect, imagine it as a loan. So you're loaning money from your contingency. So make sure when times are good again, you not only do you still take that extra 10% again, but you pay back what you took. So that contingency keeps building. And it, it doesn't take long for you to have a quite a not quite cash rich necessarily, but pretty well off business that you can start to weather those storms. And because you've built this big fund, you can then start to think about do I need a Lamborghini tractor or do I need another Caleb? Or yeah. um and and you can use it however you want, but just make sure that you use it wisely because that's you've invested it as cash, and yes, cash will disappear through inflation. So make sure that you use it and buy something that if you're going to buy something with it, that is going to be something that an asset is going to generate more cash. Now that could be staff uh, because they're an asset. Um, it could say it could be a Caleb or it could be a Lamborghini tractor, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, we we said about doing this episode on Clarkson's Farm and, and I mean, to, to the listeners, I mean, the stuff that we've spoken about so far, it's not like we've rehearsed it or come on to like you know we're going to go through this or anything this is just all yeah. been you know just free balling as, as we yeah. we usually do you know but that that there mate that you just talked about I mean like, that's gold I mean a- anyone should should go back and listen to that again that whole part like you said is that that feast of famine so many people go through this you know where yeah. it, it is that kind of thing and and like I always kind of say that where, where we've got kind of the, the top and the bottom whatever we do in business however we kind of look to bring in more customers or whatever it is that we do is that we move the bottom up to that top and that becomes yeah. our new bottom right but before we can get to that we do look at going okay how do we kind of stabilize where we are and yeah that, yeah that there i mean that part that you said about where if you if you have that contingency pot and you've got some funds in there you're never dropping down to that famine stage again because you can ride that out yeah. i mean the, how how good is that to take that pressure off? Because how many people, you know, I've, I've done this myself, you know, you've taken a, a job or, or something like that, that you shouldn't have taken, you shouldn't have taken that customer on, but you took them on because you're just like, it's money. 
because of yeah yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's just like that kind of thing where it's like you get to that level where you go all of a sudden i don't need to take this person on you know i'm not panicking the pressure's off i just need to keep you know keep on the plan trust in the process and it's going to obviously ride itself out yeah it, that right there is you know i can't i can't recommend that listen to that part again and putting that in place yeah peace of mind it's just and and you know again and i was you know so the webinar started yesterday we're talking to people and we said what's your biggest they're not not three just what's your mm. biggest stress point that keeps you that 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 stresses you about finances and nearly everyone well, virtually everyone said cash and some people are telling me they have sleepless nights because mm. of because of cash you think well and i know that th th that's because you know businesses can business is hard there's a lot of stuff that goes to your mind but if cash is one of the things that sleep keeping you awake at night just by thinking right what can i do about it and sometimes i'm you know because i've got an accountancy background i'm I, i'm familiar with but sometimes it, we don't even realize that's what we could do because we don't even think about it so it needs someone again it's getting the right help to say mm -hmm. it needs someone to say look take that thousand pounds and take just put that put a hundred pounds of it away and 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 live on 900 pounds as opposed to a thousand pounds per invoice can you cover your cost yes if you can do that fine and again the other end of the spectrum is i've made this much as a net profit if you're a sole trader you think i've made um uh, this month i've made three grand three four grand net profit i am gonna have a great holiday don't take four grand out of the business say okay i can pro i can be good i can take two but leave the other two there as a buffer. It's it's just being sensible, but it's very di very difficult when you've gone through a hard time in business and you've gone through three months of really lean, not taking not taking much income. It's very easy, isn't it? Uh, when the fourth month comes along and you've got this big pot of cash, you think, oh, "I deserve that now." Yeah, okay, you deserve enough of it, but you still got to make sure. Hang on, I don't want to go through that three months again. So yeah. make sure that you keep enough behind and add that to your contingency. So you, you're, you're working at it from both ends, isn't it? Yeah, once you have that, it is the thing, isn't it, with businesses? The thing that kills business is cash. It's not lack of profit because you can have a business that looks really profitable on paper, but they have no cash. So they have all these debts maybe they need to, they need to service, these people they need to pay, the staff they need to pay, and they can't pay them. So they that's exactly it i mean that that's the thing and I, I guess we talk about this as being like the first level of business where we go it is is that creation stage it's all about getting your next 10 clients yeah and it, it's like you need to hustle you need to put in some work you need to put in that effort to get the, the next 10 clients because those, those 10 clients, and you could be at a different level of business in this i mean you could be having a bad time or something like that and you just go right back to level one and go my next 10 clients how am i getting them yeah. because that part there is going we need clients in because once we have those clients in that pressure comes off and like yeah. you said if you actually follow those steps within that first level of going my cash flow okay i'm going to start putting the contingency in place now you know mm -hmm. well after the after three months after six months whatever it is you've got 10 clients maybe you've repeated that again all of a sudden you have a bit of a business yeah you yeah. do have you do have options you know you have the choice to go okay look Am I going to work as hard as, as what I have been? Am I going to bring some some people in then to support me? You know, am I going to offer something a bit different now? You know, yeah. you have those options because you've been through that part of going, I've done the hustle and grind part. I've got proof of concept. I know this is right. 
now I'm just going to go forward and, and move on to the next the next kind of level. Yeah, there's a really interesting lesson that I learned, and it wasn't long, that long ago actually, about four four months ago, I guess. Reading his book, um, a guy called Mike Shreve, you know, does the peaceful profits thing. Yeah, and he was saying that um, all business. <laughs> First of all, you read and you think, what? So all businesses that fail are designed to fail. Mm -hmm. And you think, ah, oh, come again? What does that mean? So and you read it again. All businesses that have failed have been designed to fail. And he said, and, and he says that if you design your business to succeed, you will succeed. And part of it is the contingency. Part of it is not taking everything out. Part of it is making sure you've got products that people want. Part of it is making sure that as soon as I can, I'm going to build a team around me of experts in this area that know what they're talking about. And he said it, and he's basically making the point: if you put that plan, if you if you first of all plan to succeed, you will succeed because as steps go on, you can then start to put that plan in place and get those people you need. But it said a lot of the the web web where the businesses plan to fail the businesses that say right as soon as i've got a nice lot of cash i'm going to take this and i'm going to go this and i'm going to do that i'm going to buy this and and, and what he was saying that okay that's great but when the hard times come they're the first ones that fail and you think oh that's a bit of a lesson to learn but yeah it made it makes a lot of sense it, it does make a lot of sense i mean how, yeah. how many people have you spoken with over the years where you, you can ask them basic questions about what they're planning to do and, and everything like that. And they don't they don't have an answer. They don't have it, an answer. It's just that they decided that this would be good to go into business or, you know, they'd like doing what they're doing or, or something like that. Well, there's bound to be people out there. And it's just that they've kind of taken that step. But it's, like you say, yeah, there's no, there's no, okay, next three months, what are we looking to do? You know, yeah, that's right. it's, it's nothing like that. It's just going, you know, one day at a time, I'll see what comes in, you know, I'll, I'll try and do something when I need to or whatever it is. But yeah, it's, it's, it is mad. But think, thinking then as well, when you were talking and that whole kind of thing of, you know, getting the right people around you. And I'm not, I'm not doing this to, to big myself up or anything like that. But I can remember about two years ago, having a, a consultation with, with this small company, with really small, few people in there. And I think about 40 minutes through, one of them just turned around and said, we've been trying to figure this out for six months. And so because whatever we went through, we sorted it out and we've got over something. It's like it's been a challenge for them for six months. Mm. And you're just like, we could have spoke six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly, why, yeah. what, why have you been putting it off? You know, why, why have you yeah. been delaying? Why have you been trying to do everything yourself? And I, I'm saying that j just from an example that uh, that's come to, come to my mind. But it, it's anything and everything. We, we've spoken about this before. You know, like the, the the car car broke down. My mate knows a lot about cars. He's like, it's going to be one of these three things. But me knowing nothing about it, I'm like. It could be several things. Yeah, but yeah. It's like you, how much time we spoke about it as well. Like you know, what is inaction costing you and stuff like that? And it's yeah. just that inaction could be that you know by delaying actually getting the right support around you. Yeah, and that that then I think we'd have to wrap this episode up soon. I think we, you know, we aim to do about forty minutes. I think we're coming up to that. I think we'll have to do a part two because there's so much that we haven't even spoke about. We haven't spoken. Yeah, it is. Um, I think it's his wife. You know, the the shop and. Him looking yeah, at yeah. that restaurant and that whole kind of builders thing of like knocking up a, a restaurant in a weekend kind of thing as well. I mean, that's that's class. We need to go through that. That is that was incredible. Yeah. But what one thing I think made to to finish on with this one, we're talking about getting the right people around you. There was one part on on this Clarkson's farm that for me 
I was just like, this is exactly it. This is perfect, right? You you got Jeremy, he's in his tractor, it's all kind of I can't remember what he's trying to do. He's trying to plant some sort of new grain or or you know, whatever plant plants in some sort of grain. And he um he, he's going along in his tractor and, and he's like, I can't see where oh yeah, yeah. I'm I, where, where, what line I'm going in or, or whatever I'm doing. And and Caleb goes, hang on, I've got a plan. And he basically makes these S sort of shapes, uh, uh, you know, going up up this field. Jeremy then gets into his tractor and he's like, this works. I, I can yeah, see it. I and it's, it's just, it's, it's that kind of thing. How many times have we spoke about there are different levels of sophistication? You know, yeah, you yeah. business, I talk about in marketing and stuff like that. And it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And Do you know, I've just... I've, different levels there, right? I've just written that down because of the point I was going to make about you don't know what you don't know. And this was classic in Clarkson's farm in the first of series. <clears throat> he went to Charlie. And I don't know if he said exactly that, but he said, I don't know what I'm doing. And that came across that, you know, Charlie's, Charlie Clarkson didn't know what he didn't know. Mm. And he was wise enough to think, I have no clue about this. I've got no clue about accountancy and, and estate planning and this kind of stuff. So he went to Charlie and basically said, and basically said that to summarize, I don't know what I don't know. Tell me what I don't know. Um, and and Charlie was the expert, and that's that kind of thing. You, in a lot of cases in business, you're going to come across situations where you really don't know what you don't know, and that sounds like, a, like weird because mm. you're not even aware. You're not even aware that you don't know about it at all. And a lot of people um, don't get the help I need, and sometimes you do need that. Like you said, these, these this company that have been trying to fathom it out for for six months. Um, and they knew they, they in this case they were they were aware they didn't know, but they still couldn't work it out. Mm. In some cases, uh, like I, I know in, in you know in Caleb and, and even with Gerald, people have come along and say, "Well, have you done this?" Yeah. And Carl said, "Well, I didn't know I had to." And Charlie would say, "Yeah, you've got to do that." Yeah. Oh, because he didn't ask. He just went. Clarkson just went a hop, went ahead and yeah. covered the blows. But and and, yeah. and Charlie and Charlie is incredible. He seems to have a massive. Yeah knowledge I was, I was just thinking then when i said about wrapping it up i was like we haven't really touched on charlie and how valuable he is no, just like yeah. some of the stuff and 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 to me like i think what, what's really important there is like you said that there's all this stuff about have you thought about doing this could you do that but with charlie what i really like about him is he will look at the risk side of things and he will say yeah. you can't do that or you shouldn't do that because xyz you know even even so much when it comes into the whole kind of um you know if you haven't watched the the, the series you know no spoilers but is if he if he's gonna have to kill one of his cows right you know and in is there and he's like i don't know what to do and it's like these are the facts you yeah. it's either a pet and you're going to spend a lot of money or you can recoup some of your cost and it's like it's very factual but it's like look if if you do that if you don't do this you're actually going to spend more money and that yeah. there to, to me is just that that having the right people around you for that side is yeah, it's just invaluable. Yeah, so, no, yeah I think yeah, part because yeah, we'll there, there's yeah. so much there. There's there's so many things, you know. Um, yeah, so many stories, but just just that part of, you know, when when there are people who have been there and, and done it before, you know, it, it's those little things. I always I always say about it, it, everything works in marketing. You know, that kind of thing. Everything works in marketing. It's when it's not working how it should. 
it's knowing what to do to make it work. That yeah. right there is the thing. And that thing with, with Caleb where he's like, right, okay, it's not working. What can we do to make this happen? And even yeah. I'm just already thinking about some stories there, just even with that um with, with that vet and and the oh the, yeah, yeah, how given birth and that. And he he he's like, go, go and get whatever tool it is, you know, and it's <laughs> it's knowing what tools to use at the right time and when to use it and all this, but there's so much stuff, but mate, let's wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll run through those ones there. Um, yeah, mate, I've said my bit. Is there anything you want to close off on this one with? No, I just think, like you said, go and watch it. If you, it doesn't matter whether you are not a Clarkson's fan. Believe me, it really doesn't matter whether you like him or hate him. Go and watch it because it's great, great to understand the pressures that farming are under. It's great to understand how people can work together and get around problems because they are severe problems in, in, in the second series. Hey, um, just that part as well just, just on people hating him to working with him like that kind of stuff man yeah so many lessons there yeah yeah, yeah definitely go and watch it go, go and watch it that, that's how we'll just end it go go and watch it and we'll catch yeah. you next time we'll do part two mark yeah okay a pleasure yeah cheers good to be here